Hello, everybody. Welcome to Overtime. This is Dribble's official podcast that goes behind the shots of your favorite designers. I'm your host, Dan Cederholm, and this is episode nine with J.P. Boneyard. And today we're going to be talking with J.P., who's a designer, front-end developer, uh, artist, all-around crazy talented person. Um, We had a great conversation uh, about his uh, creative direction of the 59 Parks print series, which you might have seen on Dribbble, and also his role as producer of the National Poster Retrospecticus, which is a traveling poster art show that he takes around the country. So he's sort of a touring, uh, on-tour poster rock star, basically. Um, And uh, we talk about his upbringing in Massachusetts and his getting started and actually the screen printing process we get into a little bit. It's really, we had a really, really great conversation and uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. This episode is also brought to you by Hired. So as many of you know, searching for a a new job can feel uh, stressful or scary or, or just too time consuming. Sometimes you get all the way through the interview process and then find out at the very end that the salary isn't what you thought it was or the company culture doesn't match what you're looking for. Um, And so Hired takes a a different approach to this, uh, making the job search faster and more focused and and stress-free. So instead of endlessly um, applying to companies and hoping that, you know, you get hired, Hired puts you in control of when and how you connect with uh, compelling new opportunities. So here's how it works. You basically submit one simple application to Hired, and then top employers apply to hire you. Crazy, right? And then over the following four weeks, uh, you'll receive personalized interview requests and salary information up front so you can make informed decisions about which opportunities uh, to pursue over a much more condensed timeline than applying to multiple companies and going through the long process with each of them. So that's pretty cool. And the best part is that's free to find your next job on Hired without exceptions. In fact, Hired pays you to get hired, which sounds crazy, right? But it's true. Overtime listeners can earn 2000 bucks. that's double the normal hiring bonus, by signing up today at Hired.com slash Dribble. Again, that's Hired.com slash D-R-I-B-B-B-L-E. So huge thanks to Hired for sponsoring this episode. We love those folks. Okay, so now let's uh, get on with the show and speak with J.P. Boneyard. Welcome to Overtime, J.P. Boneyard. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. thanks for being here um, because uh, there's so much to talk about and so much cool stuff that you're, that you're working on and have been working on. Um, and uh, starting with, I just want to jump right into this because... It seems really timely with with what <laughs> things that are going on uh, in the world, and um, and also because a lot of uh, you have a lot of artists involved in this. It's the Fifty Nine Parks um, project that is amazing. And actually, I, just yesterday, I I was browsing. I bought um, the one for Acadia National Park, which is in Maine. Um, I've my goal is to hit them all at some point, but. Um, I'm curious, like how that came about for you, and um, and how it's going so far, because it's it's an amazing um, amazing project, and we'll obviously we'll link to the to all this stuff in the show notes. But uh, a lot of great artists are involved, a lot of Dribble members are involved, which is really neat. And 
the art's great, the cause is great, but um, just wondering how you how you got started with it and, and what was the origin of it. Sure. Uh, well, as as you know, and maybe some people listening know, uh, I've been traveling with the National Poster Retrospecticus, traveling poster show, uh, for the last probably four or five years now, and. Before I was doing that, my uh, you know hanging in, in galleries and whatnot uh, every summer, uh, I was usually putting on music events, traveling, touring with bands, or going to national parks. And it's something that would just happen by chance. You'd be driving through Montana and say, "Hey, there's a national park on our way over to Portland or Seattle. Should we stop here?" And I didn't know anything about these places, but we would just go, you know, friends and I, and be blown away by what you would see, and especially oh, yeah. as uh, a younger guy. I think I started traveling and touring when I was 18, somewhere around there. So just oh, wow. kind of growing up in Western Massachusetts and not really seeing much beyond that, it, it was a lot to take in, uh, that perspective <laughs> that, that the country's yeah. this big, that there are these natural places that are, for the most part, preserved and untouched. And that was just a crazy concept to me. So yeah. in a lot of ways, this is just everything coming back around, which is a theme for me. Um, if I started going to, to parks and things and playing in bands, setting up shows, that's kind of where the poster show comes in. And then now that we've, we've been doing that for a while, um, we have the, the network of artists and the platform to, to show this, this work. So the idea was, would love to do a series of some kind. Why not the national parks? Because for me, it's it's basketball and national parks are probably my two favorite things. So uh, <laughs> the basketball Excellent. thing will will come later, and maybe that's something we can touch on uh, yeah. later here. Oh, we'll, but, ha- well, we have to. We have to. Okay, because those are my, <laughs> yeah. my two favorite things aside from design, printmaking, <laughs> traveling, hanging with friends, and setting up shows. Which right now I get to do all of that through the poster mm. show. So this is really like just add one more thing that I'm stoked on and, and yeah. uh, bring into what we're already doing. That's uh that's superb. I'm, I'm, I'm envious of that too. Cause you got to see, so you, you were really inspired by going to the parks themselves really initially, right? Um, oh yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, for anyone that's, that's been to some of these spots, it's unlike anything you'll, you'll ever see. It's crazy to think about, you know, where my, my mom's house is in Western mass. Like, it, it could have looked a little something like that back in the day, but now there's mm-hmm. an industrial park and a cemetery and, you know, houses and Kmarts right. and all that stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, so it's, it's, it's amazing that these places were preserved and they're so important. I'm a big, obviously big, big, uh, supporter of the parks and, um, and these, the posters are, are amazing. And, um, you mentioned having a network of, of designers. So through the National Poster Res- Retrospecticus, which is a great name, by the way. Thanks. Or our NPR, I guess you could call it, right? Yes. Um, so, you know, t- tell us a little bit about that because that's, I guess that's sort of the the origin of of, uh, of the 59 Park series. Right. So uh, yeah. my thought there was instead of just myself or, you know, teaming up with uh, one other artist, to make it this series, I thought what might be a unique take on it is to have 59 different artists uh, tackle each park. And part of the spirit there is every show I've ever set up uh, is probably some sort of eclectic mix of bands, or if we're talking about the poster show, it's an eclectic mix of artists and different styles. 
uh, different themes, uh, but they play well together, even on their, they're coming from different places. And yeah. that was very much the spirit of, of the park series was to have different artists rep- represent these different places. Cause well, you know, one park uh, in Utah falls under the same umbrella of the park service. It's probably a very different experience than what you might see in Florida. So mm, really right. as a way to celebrate that and to push that a little bit further is have 59 different voices uh, representing each park. Wow. So there's really, there's literally like a, an artist, a different artist per post for, um, per park. Yes. Yeah. And like we've doubled up in, in some cases just because of time constraints or, you yeah. know, you hit hiccups with releases. So, um, you might just be coincidentally, you have lunch with, with a friend, um, brave the woods, for example, uh, shout out to Brad, uh, and saying, hey, we don't have anything coming up next month. Uh, we hit a snag with a release. He's like, I'm, I'm free. I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I know you learn fast. Like who, who's going to deliver on time and who does solid work and who might need a little more time. So Brad right. you know, ch- checks off the boxes of like uh, he, he works really well. He works really fast and can hit the deadline. So it was like, all right, let's slot you in to do a, a second park. Um, but because we're going to be doing national monuments, we're going to be doing, you know, revisiting certain parks that are really big. Uh, we'll definitely get over fifty different artists uh, by the time wow. we, we wrap up this whole thing. Wow, that's amazing! And I, you know, I noticed. I mean, I heard about it. Then <laughs> not to plug Dribble, of course, but that's where I heard about it because uh, some of the artists were were, um, you know, sharing the the posters. Uh, and uh, I think it was the Grand Teton. Grand Teton National Park is the first one I noticed, but Eric Niffler, N- yeah, Eric Niffler um, of Doide, um, amazing stuff. I mean, it's cool because it, each one has its own personality, right? And um, but they they all feel like official to me. I'm wondering if you, was there anything official you had to do with with the national parks to get the project started, or or is this all sort of kosher because they're national parks? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I did my homework and I, I reached out to, to like the first 20 parks that we were uh, making posters for. They all said, yeah, do this thing. Just make sure you represent us accurately. Um, oh, cool. Obviously, you can't use things like uh, their logos, things like that. But yeah, right, because right. The, the parks themselves belong to the people and mm-hmm. uh, their public domain, you can you can basically make and sell these things, um, oh, and part great. of the you know so so it isn't just like using their likeness and making money on that. That's why we um, it's a modest amount, but you know five percent of each online poster sale we we donate back to the National Park Service. So um, yeah, that's you know. fantastic. That's that's on that's awesome. Yeah, um, and and I think you know it's especially. Um, relevant now with what's going on politically in, in terms of, uh, you know, the park service, park services future and, and, uh, or just in environmental stuff in general too. Um, so I, that, that's really cool that you're giving back to, uh, to the parks. Bravo. Appreciate it. I mean, it's everyone who's buying yeah. the posters really. So, uh, yeah. it's a, it's a team effort. It is a team effort, but it's 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 really cool. It's like it's this mixture of uh, I know it really hits all the all the the feels for me, like <laughs> outdoorsy stuff, design, 
giving back. It's all it's all there, and uh, so kudos. And so you also have you know like a there's a print club here where you can you sort of get a membership in this where you get uh, special stuff and it's like it it's it's really it's really well done. I'm really impressed with this. And again, out of the this sort of came out about from your traveling poster show, right? So, which has a, a date coming up soon in Oklahoma? Is that right? Is yes. that the next uh, the next showing? Yeah, the the uh, the next show that we're doing is this is a trip, uh, total like white whale dream show. Uh, we're it's not a national poster retrospecticus joint per se, but we are helping produce the poster show at the NBA all-star weekend next, next week. Um, oh, so that's, my goodness. yeah, that's, that's kind of alluding to earlier. Um, I this couldn't believe, crazy. yeah, like total dream show, uh, you know, way too long of a story of like how everything came together, but it, it happened at a, at a poster show here in town. Um, I met a friend, you know, that, that someone I didn't know yet, but we became friends or talking and then, uh, made some introductions to the folks who are running the the Rock On Foundation, who are, who are putting together this this uh, art show at All Star Weekend, and then they brought me on board to, you know, if you want to say art direct the the posters, help with production, you know, install the show, basically copy and paste what I'm doing for the the NPR and and help them out with their their event. So that's the next wow. thing that we're a part of, and then yeah, the next full show is is uh, Oklahoma City. And then I believe uh, flat stock here in Austin. Oh, right, excellent. And uh, where, yeah, where are you based uh, currently? In Austin, Texas. In, in Austin, okay, great. Which obviously has a amazing design community there, um, and an amazing dribble community too. Uh, we're always we're always happy with Austin. A couple of our employees are down there too. Yeah, heck yeah. Um, but but you uh, but you grew up in small town Massachusetts. I did. Yeah, and that's where your screen printing life began, right? I wonder if you could tell us about that. Sure. Um, so I think it was probably around 10th grade, 11th grade. Friends and I started playing in bands, and then we started uh, hosting our own DIY shows. And they would be uh, in old storefronts that were uh, vacant for the time being or in basements, literally like in someone's mom's kitchen, uh, <laughs> or eventually... Uh, in my mom's backyard where we did a uh, hundred shows in the course, I think about five years. And it ranged from local bands that no one's ever heard of to regional bands, national bands, and then eventually people from other countries. And mm-hmm. in order to, to promote these events, you know, I, it, I didn't know what the heck I was doing, but, you know, put together these little flyers to, to hang up in the neighboring towns. And eventually kind of to cut through the noise of uh, when you'd go to somewhere like Amherst, Massachusetts, college town. So there's going to be a million flyers up for a million different things. Uh, the way to stand out isn't to use, you know, golden rod when you're <laughs> like everyone does when you're using a Xerox <laughs> machine, but right, it's right. to actually screen print these things. So now you've got more than one color. Uh, you've got like a larger scale. And where most people felt like, ah, oh, that stuff's art or it's too precious to hang. Like we'd just staple them to telephone poles and, <laughs> and all of that. So that's really where my, my, if you want to call it education began in terms of design and printmaking. 
uh, although I didn't know it was a thing you could do for a living. I didn't even know it was a thing that really people paid attention to until it was just mm. the necessity to, to promote these events. So mm. that's where it came about for me. Uh, that's really cool. Yeah. So it was out of, out of music really. Um, it, it was similar, similar thing for me really is design coming out of music for me. Um, so I totally, I love the story. Um, and Palmer, Palmer, Massachusetts in what is in Western mass, right? Right. So n- near Amherst or yeah. Amherst Springfield. Yeah. yeah. So from Palmer, where, where, what's the next step for you then? The next step was, uh, as I mentioned, five years of shows, and then I took some time yeah. off. I was going to school for music at a um, Holyoke Community College, and then mm-hmm. about halfway through finishing that, I realized that this design thing was a little more intriguing to me, so mm-hmm. uh, wrapped up school at HCC, and then saved up some money to the only school I applied to, um, which was Massachusetts College of Art and Design in Boston. I just figured that's the only place that I visited that really spoke to me. I dug the sense of community. I think it's the only freestanding state school in the country. Just dug the vibe there. And it wasn't too far from home because I was, I like traveling, but I like coming home. So it was a little weird to leave my community, but that felt close enough. Yeah, so definitely. I applied and got in, and I couldn't believe it because academics were never a thing that really I excelled at. It was more of, getting in trouble in a small town and, you know, <laughs> causing mischief. And eventually the the shows that we're putting on was my way of focusing some of that energy and doing something positive. But, uh, hmm. yeah, it was my portfolio of uh, gig posters, uh, websites, and some album artwork that got me into, uh, into mass art. So then I moved out there, um, and it was crazy. It was such a good experience, amazing community, and then – I think it was my senior year, my web design teacher, Mike Swartz, who's uh, one of the three partners at Upstatement in Boston, uh, we hit it off and he he bought a letter set that I had just designed and screen printed as like a, it wasn't quite my degree project, but it was like my version of, of a degree project. <laughs> and uh, when I was handing him the, the, the letters, the letter set, he's like, would you want a job making websites? And I, I really thought that was a crazy idea because while I learned how to make one website, I didn't know if I had what it took to uh, make many and on the scale that they do it. So uh, eventually, after school, that's that's where I ended up with that upstatement. That's right, in Boston. Yeah, in Boston. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, so you got into making websites. So uh, not just design, right? Code and and. Um, I wonder if, you know, I, I'm sort of a hybrid as well. And so I, I come from that same, like, I like to code things or, you know, cause that's part of making it and, and, and the design too. Did you, did you kind of dive right into that and, and enjoy it right away? Or is it something that, um, took a while to, to catch on? Yeah, I loved it right away. I don't know. It's something, um, that just, it, it grabs my attention unlike most things where I might have a lot going on at once or many different interests. Coding for me is a way it just is like tunnel vision. It's problem solving. Um, Mm -hmm. it it feels like you're, you're like actually constructing something, building something. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I really appreciate that. Maybe it's, it's kind of like working with Legos when you're a kid. Um, there's a million different ways to build the same exact thing, 
and that's also kind of an intriguing piece of of uh, web design and coding. Yeah, amen. I totally agree with you there. And that that, that really, yeah, that is the fun part of it. That there's there's so many ways to do it, um, and it's pretty easy to jump in and create stuff, even if you don't know what you're doing at first. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and then you just kind of grow from there. Um, that's that's super cool. Um, so I'm wondering, like, in terms of your creation process like what do you what do you use for tools to create i mean let's let's say for a poster really um i'm curious like because you you mentioned doing screen printing like when you were growing up in in western mass and like i would have i would have probably loved to do that but i wouldn't i wouldn't have known the first thing about you know making it happen right (laughs) like and um I'm just wondering how, how you how you learned to get into that, or you, just even logistically. Like, um, did someone have a screen printing press in town, or um, or you just figure it out on your own? Or it was it was a mix, and it was I, I was fortunate to to be a part of the community uh, of artists and musicians that existed in Palmer at the time. Which sounds weird to say because there isn't really anything in town like set up to to encourage young people to to get into these things, but uh, my friend Michael Swalowski, um, who's my original design guru, he was a little older, so I think he graduated three years ahead of me, and he was in school in Boston. So I, I feel like Mike may have picked it up late in high school, early in college, and mm. when he started making these things, I was like, "Cool, that's that's what we have to do. Like, let's. This is a fun, new, challenging process. Um, yeah. You know, you, you can do do a little bit more visually with it." You know, there are certain limitations, but... Yeah, do you find the limitations uh, being fun, like as a constraint kind of thing? or <laughs> It's funny. I think up until a point where <laughs> when you, you're first getting into it, you're just happy to get messy and, and right. be exploring. And eventually, once it felt like my design skills grew to a point with what I could do with posters and printing, now... I was kind of up, rubbing up against the limitations of my homemade printing setup, like mm-hmm. not having a vacuum table or not being able to print really large. So eventually, once you start running to that stuff and you can't really get the level of detail that you're you're now able to to put into your work, um, you have friends who actually have legit setups or or a full time print studio. You have them help you with printing, um, which became even more of a thing. Once my bandwidth in general just started getting pretty maxed out just in setting up shows and getting new artwork and, you know, running the website and any other, you know, hundred other things that I'm doing at once. So it felt like, <laughs> and a lot of artists um, and friends, they run into this too. They're like, I'm my time, what I'm getting paid for, what people want from me isn't me pulling the squeegee myself. That's not what they're stoked on. It's the artwork that I'm creating. Yeah, right, right, right. So of course. it's a little bit of a trade-off because also a lot of friends that are doing like some some like old school drawing by hand, really meticulous, you know, hundreds of hours they'll put into to stuff sometimes. Their wrists cannot handle pulling a squeegee for another three days, especially oh, yeah. if it's a, <laughs> a six-color print and you've got 500 posters for, a, you know, a big oh, band on tour. Like that's is not sustainable. <laughs> so. I couldn't even imagine. Like, yeah. And so how do you, um, knowing a little bit about screen printing process, or not not much, uh, aka not much, but um, in terms of just 
getting the screens made that, that was that seemed always the the most complex part to me um uh, where you're actually like burning film right it, it, or burning like holes in in a screen so that the ink can go through it right well the the technology it's just light sensitive liquid that dries on the screen and it's called mm. photo motion and i'm pretty sure the technology's been around for you know 100 years something like that oh wow um, yeah. so it's old school it hasn't changed much but the idea is you're you're creating a positive of whatever your design is and basically wherever the, your your film is uh, on the screen when you're exposing it to light that area is going to wash out so um and then basically mm. you, you've you've created a stencil like sometimes it's easier to think of it like that just like a, a stencil right right it's right. A, a very highly detailed stencil where if you were cutting things out by hand you would have to um tape things together and certain like if you're i'm trying to think like if you you know had uh just your initial like your your like d um dc like it'd be hard to to cut that out and not have like a little little piece of the uh the stencil holding together like you you have to compromise your design right. essentially right. So. yes yes like like stencil uh fonts you know have like those bars everywhere to keep, so, so that it, you know, it can be like one piece of paper. Right. Um, I ex- just explained that horribly, but um, I feel like I did too. So <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you, you were better. Yours is better. Uh, so, <laughs> but so I, I, uh, and this is maybe, maybe people at home are like, well, I already know about this, but, um, like, how do you, so it's photo emulsion, which is cool. Uh, I get that part of it. How do you actually get the image that you, that you want to, not wash away or wash away uh, onto the film is it like um you have to print it out on paper first and then yeah um it, and what this is what i mean by limitations from for me i didn't have a large yeah. scale or a large format printer so i would often tile together 18 by 20 or was it uh eight and a half by 11 11 oh i see yeah uh, right transparencies right. which are like you know two dollars a piece wherever i was getting them and you tile those together and cut them, and it's like now, like you're just hoping that everything lines up with oh. you know what you're taping together. Or you could use uh, like bond paper, I think for uh, drafting and things or blueprints. But you can have mm-hmm. like FedEx print that out pretty big and then coat it with with baby oil. And <laughs> it's you know it's. The tricks of the trade, right? Yeah, now. it's not the ideal way to do it, but uh, oh, but I, I love the DIY uh, ethic here. This is good. Sure, this I mean that's, like, that's the spirit of of everything, and that's still yeah, very much really a part is. of of what I'm I'm doing I mean, today, espe- especially from the music world, right? Where you're trying to do everything on a seriously low budget and and try to get creative as possible with that, right? Um, so transparency is interesting. Transparency is in the liquid, and then the light shines on it. Right? Is that how, uh, how well, you the would trans- describe it? Uh, the transparency is yeah placed on on top of the screen, which is coated and, and dried at this point with the uh, the photo emulsion. Gotcha. So then you expose it to light. You create uh, basically an area that's going to wash out with your design, and now you have a stencil that you can reuse, you know, a couple hundred times. Wow. So all right, let's fast forward now because. Um, by the way, thanks for going over that with me. Maybe that's <laughs> hopefully hopefully other people are interested in how this works, but um I definitely am. Uh but but also like fast forward to now, like what what's what's your process? Cuz these are 
uh, or I should I should ask, um, are like the fifty nine parks posters screen printed or are they printed or what's your technology uh, like now for creating stuff? Yeah, I mean it's it's essentially the same except we're we're working oh, wow. with friends who uh, run print shops, and again it's partly because yeah. they have the the time and the equipment, and I would say even you know more expertise uh, with printmaking than I would. But for me, it's mostly a bandwidth thing, um, especially with the number of prints that we're, we're doing. And then I personally wouldn't want to print. I'm looking around. I got a couple of these up on the wall here at my studio. But uh, I wouldn't want to print these for, for someone else because I wouldn't want to mess them up. I wouldn't want that stress. So hats yeah, off to, to all of our friends and printers um, who are tackling these these posters with us because um, – there's a whole like another level of of skill going into these things like if anyone yeah. goes to check out like our, our biscay national park poster um justin santora made that one like just insane that seems like the hardest poster to print to me um beautiful illustration but you know seven or eight colors a run of 200 i'm not touching that <laughs> <laughs> wow, seven or eight colors. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's the turtles underwater. Right. A, a really amazing image. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's looking at it, it's like hard to believe that that screen printed. And just the, um, I mean, are there colors like being mixed together as well? Like probably, right, on top of each other? Right, yeah. So once the colors yeah. are stacked, now you're going to get uh, a second wow. or third color. That's just, yeah, that's a whole nother, whole nother level of, uh, man, these are beautiful. I hope people listening are looking at these while we're talking about this. <laughs> yeah, go check it out. I mean, there, like you said, there's a bunch on Dribble and then yeah. 59parks.net. And uh, yeah, I mean, shout out to, to everyone who's helped helped us print these things. Industry Print Shop here in town, um, DNL Screen Printing, um, Half and Half. Um, oh, yeah. I, you know, yeah. Well, there's a whole bunch of folks that, that we've worked with. Those are probably the more frequent folks that we, we team up with. But uh if you don't already know about them, go check them out. Awesome, yeah. They, they, they. Everybody should because this is awesome and it's a great cause. Yeah. Um, oh, the, the, and, and burlesque—they're awesome too. They, they got some, uh, some stuff going up in Minneapolis. They've, they just printed our, our Big Bend National Park poster. The, the, the time release looks amazing. Oh wow! Oh, ne- excellent. And they're in Minneapolis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's great. The Grand Canyon one is particularly stunning to me as well. Uh, maybe because it has a kayaker on it too, which I like. But that one's another one where it's like it, it's hard to it's hard to imagine the screens that go into this. You know, like the color separation. It's just beautiful. Well, it's if it's any help um, for you or for anyone listening on our our Instagram page, we often or account rather we we have uh, layer by layer separations of each poster, Ooh. so you can at least get a better idea of of how the colors go down and what order, what gets knocked out. Um, See, I think, I think that would be amazing. Like the kind of thing I'd want to like fall asleep to or something, just watching a loop loop of that. Um, (laughs) Maybe I'm a little weird, but um, no, I think we are. I mean, I'm with you. Yeah. It's like uh, cathartic, like seeing like that ink hit the page and Mm -hmm. how it's put together. And, um, now, are you are you yourself? So you're not you're not you're not pulling the squeegee, right? No, which I love. I'm going to start using that term, by the way, for everything <laughs> that I that I don't do anymore. Yeah, like, hey, then you uh, <laughs> can you run payroll? Like, no, I don't pull the squeegee anymore. Yeah, no, right. no. Um, 
but uh so you're not doing that but but are you uh are you designing uh posters um these days or mostly just managing all these uh amazing things that's the crazy part and i feel like this has been part of my history through all of my my creative endeavors you know originally started playing drums because a friend was like i i want someone to play drums with me i'm too scared to play by myself and I was like, sure, I love your music. Let's do this. Except I don't own a drum set and I don't know how to play. So, <laughs> you know, eventually figured it out and like, you know, was was pretty all right at drums and and eventually was in like six or seven bands. But then uh, we didn't have a place to play locally. So I kind of put drums as a not the priority and put booking and hosting shows as the priority. Mm, and then cool. when I didn't have, when I moved and didn't really have a venue, it became focusing more on design, uh, printmaking, and then some of the the web stuff. After that, it started going more into putting on the um, the poster show and traveling with that. And now it's it's moved further away from making the posters myself, printing and designing. Um, not because. Uh, you know, I worry that that might sound like, well, this guy just doesn't do what he's passionate about. This is exactly what I want to be doing. <laughs> and I wish I could be doing all of these things at the same speed at all times, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, I just don't have the bandwidth for it. So, you know, I'm still a part of the, the creative process with art directing and creative direction for the entire series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it's kind of the, the certification there that, it's like cool. I'm I'm doing something here. It's it's hearing people in person be like, I love the series. I can't believe it's different artists because they all feel cohesive. And I feel like that's where uh, some of the art direction comes in, and really just helping the series feel each each piece being unique, but still feeling like it fits under uh, the same umbrella. They still talk to each other in a, in a certain way. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, definitely. So like the art direction you're doing is, is, is not minimal. I mean, this is like, to me that they all feel cohesive, like a, like a unit, even though they're from different artists. And that's, that's a, that's a talent in itself. Yeah. So I'm, I'm impressed with your, well, a lot of things, but like <laughs> impressed with your, 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 your appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As I'm a guy fan. who's doing some pretty awesome stuff because, himself. Uh, uh, well, appreciate it. That. <laughs> I'm, I'm not pulling the squeegee anymore, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I, you know, I, I, I am impressed with your uh, trajectory of, of your growth, I guess, as a, as a creative person. Right. And that, you know, you start doing one thing and, 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 and just and sort of build on that to the next thing. And, and now you've, uh, I can't wait to see what you do next now, actually. <laughs> I have no idea what that's going to be, yeah. but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, this is, the most cohesive and I don't know if you want to say legit thing, not my words, but you know mm. what my, I've been making posters forever and you know, none of my family has, has opted to hang any of them on the wall or any of them for my friends. Uh, this park series has, has been totally different in that, that regard. Like yeah. Family and friends, they're buying posters and hanging them like five of them on their, their living room walls now. Like, yeah. It's it speaks to people in a different way, I think, than you know, these weird band posters we would make. Right, um, right, right. But it really does. It's 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 more universal, right? Um, yeah, totally. And I, I feel like, you know, in regards to the trajectory thing, it's it's a trip to think like doing exactly what I was doing 
in some capacity as I was when I was in high school. And it just just mm. expanded upon it and and learned it like uh, a ton in the process. And for me, it's like I could still be playing drums right now if I just stayed with that. And I sure I'd I'd be again pretty all right. But it's more in the interest of what's needed right now. Like whatever this awesome community is that I'm a part of, what what can I do to like best help? And mm. again, that might sound like why wouldn't you just do what you're stoked on? It's like, well, cause I'm excited about all of it. And if this is the the best place that I can see, like being more of a facilitator. Um, and then it's kind of put some of, of my other fun, creative stuff on back burner, or I do them, you know, less frequently. That's fine. Cause, um, I'm stoked on what I'm doing right now. I get to travel. I get to, to, you know, live with this stuff every single day. And, uh, you know, crazy stuff. Like when I said, this is feels like it's probably the most legit thing that we've done. It's because you get crazy stuff happening. Like library of Congress reaches out and say, like they, they want to archive this, the entire series. Yeah. And I was going to mention that, that, that that's incredible. It's a trip. Like I couldn't believe that. I honestly, yeah. sincerely thought, all right, when the series is done, we'll see if they want it. And they got yeah. in touch with us. I was like, that's insane. Yeah, that's, so, that shows the reach of what you're doing already, you know. Right. And that's what I mean where I think this is perceived as, as something more than, you know, the kids stuff that friends and I have been doing for 15 years of, of bands or gig posters or whatever mm-hmm. goofy stuff we're making. Or yeah. if you say to someone, uh, I make websites. Like, cool. So, like you, like, you know, you work on the computer. And that's right. like the extent of their knowledge of what you do. <laughs> right, right. And this is like a thing that they can yeah. see. It's a little more old school, so they, they kind of understand it. Yeah, and everybody knows the National Park. Whether they've been there or not, they, they know the National Parks. And right. And hopefully we'll continue to know them. That is my um, hope as well. <laughs> <laughs> not to get political again, but um, uh, but this, yeah, it's super awesome. Uh, and hats off to you. We need more JPs in the world. <laughs> I, oh. don't, I don't know about that, but appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, and I love so so. It's JP Boneyard. Yes. Like, I didn't know this till recently, but maybe you could tell the story of how how your name came to be. Oh, um, I think just by way of having last name that's hard to pronounce, I would say that. <laughs> and as a a young man, I think friends and I counted, I had some 20 some odd different nicknames that were just variations on Boylard, which is my last name, but that's not even how you're supposed to pronounce it. Um, if you're talking to a French Canadian person or a French person. Ah, uh, yes. Right. <laughs> so I'm saying it wrong even, but. Uh, it's, it's probably like Bouillet or something. It, I'm not even going to attempt it, yeah, but <laughs> you're close. I'm, I'm embarrassed that I did <laughs> attempt it. <laughs> um. So yeah, it, I think Boneyard was was one that just stuck and everyone started calling me it and I never referred to myself as that until I was like, I need to, I used to make one inch buttons for bands and for whoever and I needed a name for this, I'm doing like air quotes, uh, this business and yeah. uh, it was it was Boneyard Buttons and uh, ah, nice. yeah, yeah, so it just stuck and then half my family refers to me as JP and just put them together there you go it's not because i'm a i'm a tough guy or uh you know uh, well i'm jacked or anything like that that's, think, that's uh, not the case i think i think i think you could take me 
no, that's I love it. I love the uh, I love the the story behind it. It's like it's it's sort of a play on your last name. Um, and it got me thinking like I should have done the same thing a long time ago because no, no one spells or says my name right. It should be like Wood Woodhouse or something. You know, just I mean I think at this point D I could Woodhouse. Be wrong. D- <laughs> I, I feel like. Your name is recognizable at this point, so you'd have to, in a way, reestablish your brand. Mm. Um, maybe that maybe that'd be fun though. Yeah, or if you just want to see now, now I'm thinking of logos and everything. Like, uh, right? Yeah, geez, I gotta stop. Man, JP, this was awesome to talk to you. Likewise, uh, so cool what you're doing. I think every everybody should check it out. If they haven't checked out the. Uh, 59 Park Series, uh, the NPR, the National Poster Retrospecticus. Got it. Um, and uh, where else Where else can folks find you out there? Um, uh, I would say, you know, my personal Instagram account is is the thing that uh, I use for the poster show. So oh, J- yeah, definitely check that out. Yes, yes. Yeah, so JP Boneyard, you, you can see some of the, the new stuff for the parks or for the poster show or... We're gonna. We're, we've been showing some work from the uh, the All Star uh, poster show that we're, yeah. we're helping with. So the NBA All Star show, which is incredible, I can't wait to see uh, more about that. And um, yeah, thanks for thanks for being here. Thanks for what you're doing, and keep up the awesome work over there. Likewise, I appreciate it. I think we're we're doing very similar things with helping facilitate uh, you know good things happening in the design community. And uh, yeah, yeah, just appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs>